Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mark Willard. I immediately get this sense that we're just going to be called the lead-in. Rich Ornberg. I took my shirt off. I flexed right in his face, Mark. Just right in the... I flexed all over, Steve, and I said... This is the Mark and Rich Show. Oh, yeah, it is. On Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports 1350 IE. This is Mark and Rich. Live, local, noon to three every single day. It's Wednesday. Wednesday, we are ready to rock and roll. We got a massive show. We got big news for Rashad Penny in just a few minutes. Amy Trask later this hour. Matt Miller bleached a report on Rashad Penny's NFL standing coming up next hour. And uh, Cameron Kelly is going to be on the show, uh, Aztec Defender. Uh, big news for him today as well. So we are all over all kinds of different football directions today. Uh, Rich, um, Let's see. No fighting today, okay? Uh, no promises. You know uh, what I mean? I'm yeah. out for blood. I'm <laughs> smelling the matchup with Jude. A day away from pint size pick him. He leads me by one at this point. I'm going to crush his soul. I don't care if he's three years old. Yeah, there were there was there was some definite trash talk going on between the two of you uh, late last night over text. Uh, and and no apologies from me on that either. Uh, listen, he's uh, he's uh, he's three and a half now, so he picks his own battles. So uh, we'll be dealing with that throughout the remainder of the week. We'll be at OG's and Vista tomorrow as we deal with Pint Size Pick'em. Uh, so we look forward to that show. I, I, I'm still trying to download the whole Eli Manning news. And let me ask you this question, Rich, because I think all of us on some micro level deal with this in our own lives, whether it be life, family, work, whatever. Sure. Like, is good good enough? Or do you always strive for great? You know... I uh, I used to get caught up being a perfectionist a lot. Okay, this is something that I still struggle with today. Like, I you know there there are times where I watch somebody do something like even as simple as the dishes, and I go, wow, they're buzzing through those. Like that sink is empty already. I will stand there and meticulously scrape off every single stain on a plate. I'll, I'll, you know, what if it's a pan being used, it's hand washed, it's not thrown in the dishwasher because, you know, the Teflon will weaken. Like, I look at things through this, this veil of if it's not done right, why is it worth doing? So I have to constantly stay, say this line to myself. Sometimes good enough is good enough, Rich. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is something I struggle with, but, but striving for greatness, I never fault people for that unless it gets in the way of being good enough. Well, yeah, that see now that's a really interesting way to put it. And I love that you went to dishes because um, I have been taught by my mother to be just completely anal retentive when it comes to dishes. Like my mom was famous for if somebody she'll complain that no one helps her with the dishes. If someone else does load the dishwasher, she'll open up that thing and be like, you just did it all wrong. And she'll rearrange the whole thing. Mm. So there is that thing. Are you striving for perfection or are you a perfectionist? Yeah. Those have two very different connotations, right? Like striving for perfection. We love that. 
a perfectionist, oh, I don't, I don't want any part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is the, I mean, we're talking about kind of human nature. It's really the difference of being careful about catching a cold or being a hypochondriac. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay to wash your hands occasionally to keep the germs away. But if you're one of those people who are rolling up their sleeves to their elbow and scrubbing like you're going in and doing an operation every time, like there's overkill involved everywhere. As a matter of fact, you talk about your mother and some of the neatness she'd go back and reorganize. Like there was a point in our life living together, my wife and I, where I said, look, I, you know, you can't put these on the top rack of the dishwasher and the, you know, like, I don't know, like, this is maddening. There's so much room in here and you're wasting it all. And she goes, hey, check it out. If you ever want me to do dishes again, you do not coach me up on the dishes. And it's like, it's one of these things in human nature, oh, though. When coach you, me up, coach. When, yeah, I love it. When you, be a, when, be when, a spouse, not a coach. Yeah. I think I've actually had that conversation with my wife. Sure. Like, I'm looking for a spouse, not a coach. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and I, that's totally, <laughs> you know, I played football. She played volleyball. I'm like, come on, toughen up. And she's like, get lost, loser. Yeah, no, like, she spikes right. a ball off your head. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So the reason... That we're asking this is I, I really think this is the process the Giants are going through, and they're not alone. A lot of NFL teams have found themselves in this slot right now. The Chargers are another. Right. Where you're going, okay, we like this quarterback. He's clearly good. And in Eli Manning's case, he's very accomplished. That is another layer. He's got two Super Bowl rings. How many people came out yesterday, I was one of them, and said, look, you can debate whether he should be the quarterback next year, but this is just disrespectful. The way they went about this is just disrespectful. And, uh, and I feel like that, too. So I'm going back and forth because you know me. I think you're, by and large, the same. We're go-for-it guys. Go for it, right? I always strive for an A. Always. Yeah. So I don't blame a team conceptually for saying, look, our quarterback, accomplished or not, he's a B. He's a B plus. Sure. And that's really good. <laughs> yeah. But is that good enough? Because we want an A. However, like you just said, strive for great unless it gets in the way of very good. Quarterbacks in the NFL are kind of like movie voiceover guys. You know, like the real deep-throated dudes? Yeah. This uh, November, let's right. see Eli Manning on the bench and Davis Webb get his chance in Escape from New York. <laughs> Very well done. You could be one of those guys, right? Probably yes, not. in a world where two Super Bowls oh, aren't enough. Oh, listen to this. Yeah. This okay, is so, buttery. Well, well so... There's a reason, like movie trailer voiceover guy, there's like four of them. Yeah. There yeah. are four of them. If you go through every movie trailer, it's the same four they're guys. They're all waiting in the waiting room for the part when their auditions come out, and they all hate each other, I've heard. Like, this is actually a select group of people <laughs> You're who despise so right. one another. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thousand percent right. They all call each other by their last names. It's really bizarre. Um <laughs> So, yeah, oh, yeah, there's Smith over here. You know, he's a jerk. So, so there's only four of them, though. And great quarterbacks, it's the same thing. Yeah. There's like four of them where you would just be like, hey, there's no question ever. This is our guy, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's our guy. Don't even, don't question anything ever. So, is a B level quarterback enough? Because I like to strive for an A, but if you get rid of your B to go for an A, you are taking the risk 
of 20 years of D's. Cleveland, Chicago, these organizations, it's been a generation right. since they've had a quarterback. So are you supposed to hold on to your B and love your B? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I in, in a lot of ways, I agree with this sentiment. I Don't get me wrong. I think what this all boils down to is change. People absolutely despise change. Human beings love habits. They love rituals. Think about how you start the day in the morning. You get out of bed the same way every day, I guarantee it. Whether you roll on your side, you push yourself upright, and then you stretch real quick, and then you stand up. When you brush your teeth, you're doing it with the same hand every morning. When your hairbrush is out of place, the first thing you do is go, why did she move that? Like you want things to be rituals. You want things to look the same. When you change phones, it's uncomfy. When you change cars, this doesn't smell right. This is this seat doesn't feel right. When you get a new couch, when you get a new job, when you go to a new school, it all is just awful. And then you get used to it. It's like stepping into a bathtub with hot water. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah, this is what's happening in New York right now. You are starting to dip in your toe into the Eli or the end of the Eli era, and that is making people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And actually, I think they could have pulled this off without upsetting anybody. They just did it the wrong way. Sure. They randomly did it out of nowhere, clearly surprising him with five weeks to go. Uh, they didn't say that Davis Webb would start, so it didn't look like, hey, we need to look at our young guy. They're starting someone we've seen start and not succeed already in the NFL. Just a bad look all around. So a very clunky way of handling it. However, I think if they had handled it differently, I'd understand it. So let's bet, as, as we said, bunch of teams in this scenario. So let's bounce through some. And, uh, and, and, and let's go, like, would you try to move on or not? There's two teams, both of them in New York have already shown their cards. Okay. Eli Manning, he's not going to be the Giants starting quarterback next year. Tyrod Taylor, he's not going to be the Bills starting quarterback next year. Cards shown. But I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine other NFL teams who are in the exact same spot of, we like you, we think you can sort of win, but we're not 100% sure. Yeah. And there's some really good other quarterbacks supposedly yeah. coming down the pike, right? Nine other teams. Okay. Redskins, Kirk Cousins. Do you love your B or should you move on? Yeah, I mean, you love your B. I, I really I agree. It's inexplicable agree. to me to to get rid of Kirk Cousins when really when you look at the Redskins over the course offensive line aside because I think they've done quietly a fantastic job when they've been healthy. Your quarterback has been the shining part of that entire roster and he's been playing well under extreme contractual duress. Imagine yep. if this guy yep. had a chance to sort of settle in and say, "Okay, step into the world of power." loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me really show these guys what I can do. Give them some security. Now, sometimes that works against you. You know, obviously complacency can can leach into the equation, but Kirk Cousins looks like a chip on the shoulder guy. I don't think he's going to get much worse. So I think you stick with your your B average quarterback as opposed to searching for the A and the grass is always greener scenario. Okay, I'm with you there. We're keeping Kirk Cousins. Let's go to the Cardinals and Carson Palmer. Do you love your B? I don't even know if your B is going to retire. Um, to me, that's a spot where they need to get a new quarterback. That's a conversation. You, I completely agree with you. We're two for two here. That's a spot where you need to start having that conversation right now. You need to start talking about uh, talking to Palmer about his future, how much he has left, how much desire he has to continue doing this, your intentions in the draft. I think the Chiefs with Andy Reid, what they did during the draft with Pat Mahomes, giving him a ramp up, a lead in, letting them know what their intentions were going to be was very, very smart. Because look at Alex Smith through this season so far. He's had a successful season at quarterback. Granted, a rough patch here, five of six, but there's other issues on that team. So I do think Carson Palmer needs to have that chat sooner than later with upper management. Okay. You just mentioned Andy Reid and the Chiefs. That's the next one we're going to, obviously. Alex Smith, do you love your B? Or do you go with door number two? He's already on your sideline. You're very excited about him. You spent a lot to get him. He's a first-round quarterback. But then again, Rich, he also might stink. We have no clue. Talk about the classic grass is always greener situation. Yes. I'm sure there were times where Tom Brady turned in maybe a, a poor game here or there. Fans in Boston were like, well, Garoppolo's there. I mean, this guy's 39. This guy's 38 over the seasons they had Jimmy G. I mean, we saw this when they lost that that primetime football game against Kansas City a bunch of years back, and everybody was calling for Garoppolo to be the guy because he came in in garbage time and looked great. Like, this is one of those situations. And look at Tom Brady. He's won a Super Bowl since. So, like, do you, do you really go with Pat Mahomes just because Alex Smith had a characteristic slump towards the end of the season? You got a big decision to make in Kansas City. I'm hung on this one. But I You're would hung. Say, I would, yeah. I, I would. tell you what, I'll <laughs> kick the can down the road with you. I think it's real simple. I think it's real simple this year. Yeah. Um, Alex Smith needs to get the AFC title game or onward. You think so? Yeah, and if he misses the playoffs entirely, goodbye. And I'm not saying that's fair, and I'm not saying it's right. I just am taking a temperature of the Chiefs fan base. I think uh, I think they're done with him if he uh, if he squanders a five and zero start. There will not be an Eli Manning outpouring of upset no, fans no. if you get yeah. So <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I'm with you. No. I would say yeah. For me, the bar is going to be playoffs. Your playoff okay. team. Uh, maybe you think about keeping him around if you're not gone. Here's your perfect comp for Eli Manning. He's won a Super Bowl, but at times you look at him and you're like, dude, what are you doing out there? And he's got that same really bland Eli Manning face thing going on during the games. I bet you know who I'm about to say. It's Joe Flacco with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Do you love your B, maybe your C, or are you looking? Flacco is one of those guys where, you know, Baltimore kind of has a history of an overperforming defense making up, kind of being the cover-up for a blemished offense. And while he looked great earlier in his career, strong-armed, confident, uh, that that place was humming. And look, they had a good run of, of running backs there. Ray Rice, 
uh, uh, was the most recent one since there's been injuries at the position basically ever since. It's been tough to uh, peg down one guy uh, in particular, but yeah, that that offensive struggled and Flacco's been so up and down. That's one of the guys where I think you could take a peek in the draft and see what you can pull up. I agree. I think I'm kind of getting done with Joe Flacco. Let me give you two more. One is the Bengals and Andy Dalton. It's time. Is it really? See, now here we finally have disagreement. Okay. I'm going to stick with this guy. Here's what's funny about this whole list that we're going through. Do you know how many of these guys I could see winning a Super Bowl? How many? All of them. All of them. All of them. Because I've seen Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer and Osweiler slash Peyton Manning and all of these guys win Super Bowls before. These guys, to me, if you're a B, you're only a good defense and a running game and an offensive line away from being an A. The Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's of the world are so rare, and they're the only ones who can mask all of those deficiencies that might be going on elsewhere on your team. The rest of these guys, you need good around you. Colin Kaepernick, he went to a Super Bowl, remember? He had everything going on around him. Good defense, offensive line. All of these guys can be great if given the right things around him. It's crazy. Eli Manning's here getting benched. All three of his receivers are out. All of them. I get it. <laughs> they're I get all, it. All accomplished receivers. He's got no offensive line. He's got no running game. He's got nothing. Eli Manning could still do good things if he had stuff around him. I'll agree with you, but I will also contend the fact that, you know, you look at the past, say, 10 or so Super Bowls, and it's Tom Brady uh, many times. It's, it's Russell Wilson. Yep. It is Flacco, but that, again, was when he was a better quarterback surrounded by better pieces. Elite Eli Manning. defense. Elite, elite defense. defense. Uh, yes. Both of those. Eli Manning's also. That was an elite Giants defense. True. Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, look, this is... This is one of these these situations where most of the time, uh, Big Ben, most of the time, if not if not usually, to to be quite frank, these days, and I, I use the past ten years because the game has gotten a lot easier for quarterbacks to operate an offense. They protect them so well, and the defensive backs are are kind of hamstrung with the rules against receivers. Uh, you see, uh, pa- pass interference play called all the time now. So the passing game is so proficient that if you have a quarterback who's elite, and like you mentioned, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world, the Drew Brees's of the world, the guys who could drop it in any place, who it's not just throwing it to the right guy when he's open and having the arm strength to get it there, but the right shoulder, the, the right placement yes. on, below the waist, above the waist, too high for the defender to reach, back shoulder throws. All those things are so important, and all those guys I just named, Mark, the ones who win them the most, can do that. Yeah. No, it, well, that it, it, you're right. You're right. By the way, there's a couple other that are just kind of in a weird offseason. Uh, Tannehill with the Dolphins coming off injury. Bortles with the Jags. They might be looking. And then the Vikings have the weirdest situation of all. They're 9-2 and two with Case Keenum, and they want to go back to Bridgewater. <laughs> I know, so yeah. I don't know what they do. But uh, we'll get to the Penny thing in just a second, but a quick thought on the one team and player we haven't mentioned yet. Do you want to keep your, let's call him a B-plus? His name is Philip Rivers. <sighs> yeah, I think you do, and I'll tell you one reason why. Because even if you do, say you get a Darnold or say you get a Rosen or even a Baker Mayfield, I don't care who you take out of college this year at quarterback. 
What I think Philip Rivers would do, even though he would be so disappointed in the franchise choosing to take a first rounder at quarterback, <laughs> he would not be able to help himself. He'd help you develop the next guy. The heir to his throne would learn from the king. He wouldn't, he is born of a coach's family. Oh, you're so right. He's he's yeah. the type of guy who you no. just he has a gravitational field. When you stand next to him, I mean you rotate like a, a celestial object <laughs> and you just glean all this information yeah. off him. He's impressive. It radiates. So this is what you do. Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes, Phillip Rivers, question mark. But someone gets drafted in the first round, you keep Rivers around for at least a year to groom him. Well, I tell you what, we can talk about this more coming up. And Amy Trask is going to join us here in 10 minutes. We can toss it around with her as well. To me, the Rivers question is solely about your priority. Mm. Is your priority right now, 2017-18 for the Chargers, winning a Super Bowl or grabbing that attention in L.A.? You answer that question first, and then I'll tell you what to do at the quarterback position. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you stick with Phillip. If you want to get attention in L.A., you move on and try to get Rosen or Darnold. And here I it's, am it, looking to simple. have my cake and eat it, too. Because I yeah. would I would love for Darnold <laughs> to learn from Rivers. I would love for well, Rosen to live, to, to live in his oh, shadow for a year you, and see on. if he can't grow without the light. Gosh, but you can you imagine what's going on outside the building? The L.A. drumbeat of we want to see Darnold oh, while Philip Rivers is out there screaming about every flag and non-call and <laughs> losing his mind and missing field goals <laughs> oh, and going 4-8. No. I mean, it would just be... It, it, it actually would be kind of delicious, by the way. Speaking of delicious, I am staying on this train. I don't care how much of an underdog he is. Rashad Penny's going to New York. I believe this in my belly. I believe it in my soul. He is going to New York. I heard our Heisman voter, our resident voter, oh, yeah. Steve Hartman, say yesterday, you only get to vote for three, and right now Penny's going to get a lot of fourth and fifth place votes, which means he won't show up at all. I believe that Rashad Penny will go to New York. Walter Camp finalists have been announced. This is often a precursor to who's close with regard to the Heisman Trophy. And on that list of five is none other than Rashad Penny. I think he's going to get to New York, Rich. I really do. Yeah, I mean, he joins the company at the running back position of Saquon Barkley, Bryce Love out of Stanford, obviously Barkley out of Penn State, Lamar Jackson quarterback out of Louisville, and Baker Mayfield, the Sooner. Okay, so two quarterbacks, three running backs on this Walter Camp player of the uh, year list. And I'm thinking to myself, he may have a fair shake at finishing second in this one. Because I look at the guys in the running, Lamar Jackson, quiet season, not many wins, not as many as Rashad Penny at SDSU. Eight and four. Eight and yep. four. I look at Saquon Barkley, can't hold a candle to his stats. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bryce Love sits behind him in rushing and all-purpose yardage. And Baker and a head -head Mayfield. And, and a head-to-head -head 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 win. Yep. You know, so Baker Mayfield, he may take this award, but this could be Penny's number two. And you're absolutely mm. right. We might be, uh, like we asked him yesterday on air, <laughs> sitting behind him in New York. Uh, 
I smell a live remote. I've, I know people out there got places we can stay. Come on, sales. Hey, buddy, we'll we can stay get with there. my folks. We got yeah, Patricia and right. Richard or well, They'll well, you put will. us up. You will. I know I'm not welcome there. I'm going to have to bring a jacket, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just rest assured, let your mom know, uh, if I do, am I, am I am welcome to stay there at the house, uh, I won't steal anything. Well, Even the, though uh, I know stealing is welcome at the Ornberger house, but I won't do it to you. She was upset that you accused me of being a thief. She knows that's not right. She <laughs> but her she son. still wants to cook me some pasta. <laughs> I know she does. A little pasta, Fajul. Mark, you look skinny. You okay. look skinny. I, I, I just am. There's nothing we can do about that. All right. Uh, Amy Trask joins us next. Mark and Rich. Harmon and Costley coming up at 3 o'clock today with the newly found success of Phillip Rivers. Should the Chargers ignore a quarterback in the next draft? We'll discuss. An extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. <laughs> Only Hardman would call Rivers success. It's newly found. Like this Rivers guy. He finally started completing some passes. Where'd that come from? Um, Mark and Rich, Amy Trask used to run the Raiders. Now she runs Big Three, CBS Sports Network, football analyst joining us now live. Amy, so great to uh, to have you as always. And, uh, I, you know, the conversation we were just having, this Eli Manning thing, I think there's a bunch of NFL teams that are sort of in that spot, right, where that's like, hey, we, we, we know this is a good quarterback, but could it still be great? Could we still maybe win a Super Bowl? So if you're an NFL team and you have good should you just stick with that or strive for great? Well, look, the, the goal is, um, and I will quote the man for whom I worked for almost 30 years, just win, baby. The goal is, <laughs> is to win. Um, you know, I think what's so jarring about the Eli situation isn't as much a decision to look at other quarterbacks, but the manner in which the decision was handled. Um, there's a tension within, and I don't mean a tension in a bad way. I mean, there is this tension that exists when a team has to decide when and whether and if and how to move on from an entrenched, important part of that organization. But there's a way to do it that, that I think would be more gracious and more graceful. Absolutely. Yeah, it seemed like they left him in a lurch a little bit, hung out to drive, answering questions in front of his locker. And that leads me to another thing. I mean, this happens often with coaches also. I mean, it's become a carousel every single year. Guys not given a lot of time. Pittsburgh Steelers had Cower than Tomlin for the longest time. Belichick with the Patriots. It kind of feels like stability at the top leads to better success. Your thoughts on that as well. You know, you got this QB conversation, but what about coaches? Like, how long should you stick with one guy? Well, you know, let me answer that in two ways. The, the current collective bargaining agreement has made it far more difficult to move on from players because of the cap acceleration and other issues. So the flip, I'm, I'm fond of saying every coin has two sides. Well, the other side of that coin is that since teams are not able to move on as quickly from players, they often move on more quickly from coaches. Uh, because they want to do something, and since their hands are tied to some extent with the cap um, to move on from a player, well, let's just move on from a coach. To answer your question very directly, I think stability matters. I think continuity matters, but ultimately having the right coach matters. Mm. If you know he's not the right coach, 
then continuity for continuity's sake doesn't mean a heck of a lot. Make sure it's the right person, not necessarily just the long-term person. But it does matter. Amy Trask joining us, Mark and Rich Show. Amy, did you think the NFL got this whole thing right with uh, Michael Crabtree and Aqib Tlaib this week? You know, um, maybe it's because I was a Raider for almost 30 years. I just don't get up. I don't get as whipped up about um, fights and, and discipline things as others. And I'm criticized for that a lot, man. You know, I sit on the CBS Sports Network show and my cohorts, my colleagues will get very upset about behavioral issues and fights. And I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. All right. They fought. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think a one... You know, I, I think a one, I mean, boy, let me tell you, there were times I wanted to rush on the field and pick a fight. There was a time early, early in my career when one of our players was not dressed for the game because he was injured and we were hoping to have him back the next week. And there was a fight on the field at the L.A. Coliseum. And this player in his street clothes rushed onto the field to enter into the into the fight. <laughs> And the NFL observer in the press box where we had our staff seating area was demanding everyone, who's that player? Who's that player? And I was running, and I'm new to the, I'm fairly young at this time, and I'm running around the press box saying, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him who it is, because I wanted to have this guy back the next week if he was healthy. I, we needed him back. Now, wait, Amy, why are you NFL still protecting him now? Who was this player? Yeah. You can tell us now. Uh, no, that's not. So the NFL guy, the NFL <laughs> official, walks up to the then head of business operations for the Raiders and demands to have me thrown out of the press box. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, again, wow. I was in my first number of years, and he walks up. I want her thrown out of the press box. And my coworker, the head of the Raider business operations, looks at this guy, looks at me, <laughs> grabs his credential, yanks it off, and says, She's not going anywhere. And I thought, damn, I'm a Raider now. There you yeah. have it. I love that. <laughs> you know, Amy, I believe you and I are cut from the same cloth. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, P&V running through our veins. Mark and I had a heated conversation, almost turned into a fight right here on the airwaves. About Which is ironic, uh -oh. isn't it? It's kind of coincidental that an argument about fighting almost turned into a fight. So yeah. Crabtree uh -oh. picks a fight with Tlaib, right? And you see, obviously, both get two-game suspensions, and that hurts organizations because they're without some of their star players. However, I contend sometimes fighting is a necessary spark. A roster sees a guy just giving it at his all, and sometimes that does something to ignite excitement amongst other players and get them to snap out of it. Are you in agreement with this? It sounds like you are. Well, you know, I think it's situational. It can. I've seen all kinds of situations where if someone on the opposing team takes a cheap shot at your quarterback and Everyone runs in, including guys from the sidelines, to protect that quarterback. That can spark a moment for a team. As to your point about whether Tlaib started it with the yank of the chain or Crabtree started it earlier when he pushed a Bronco in the chest, I'm always reminded of, like, you know, when we're in third grade and we're saying, Mom, he started it, he started it. And unfortunately in the NFL, quite often it's not the guy who started it who gets the flag. As you men know, it's often started somewhere on the field, but then the ref sees someone retaliate, and it's the retaliator who gets the flag. 
Amy Trask joining us, CBS Sports Network, Mark and Ranch. Okay, Amy, I, I, I'm going to try to lead you to water here, but you only drink if you want to. The best team uh -oh. in the AFC, not named Patriots and Steelers, is? Oh, um, well, look, the AFC West is up for grabs. We all saw Kansas City. And by the way, we all live so in the moment. I try yep. not to. But when Kansas City went in on opening night and knocked New England off in New England when they're, ha you know, at the big moment, um, every and, and they rushed out to, a, I think it was a 5 nothing start, if I recall yep. correctly. Yep. Everybody thought, well, you know, Kansas City, Kansas City. And now we see the Chargers and the Raiders have room to make a, a – a run in that division. The Raiders have some winnable games. I think their schedule is fairly easy. They get the Giants in Oakland without Eli. Right. Uh, they're going to get the Cowboys in Oakland before one game before Ezekiel Elliott comes back. So the Raiders, I think, have the edge over the Chargers as to easy schedule. Mm. But look, the char the Chargers lost. I'm sorry, the Chargers lost a several games by two or three points. My point being, they're closer than anyone thinks. Um, but, you know, I, I think if you were to put the proverbial gun to my head and say, who do I really, really, really like in the AFC? I'm going to say Jacksonville. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. It's yeah. tough to deny that's that they're, defense, they're. Yeah. You know, and that actually leads me to my last question, real quick here, Amy. At this point in time, is it more important that you have a strong running game in defense like Jacksonville does? Or that elite level, like unicorn Tom Brady uh, quarterback, to lead you to a Super Bowl. What's more important? Well, you know, you're talking to a girl who loves defense, and we once played the Chargers, and we won the game seven to six. <laughs> Twenty-five bingo cross. Wade, Wade Wilson hit James Jett with moments to spare. Twenty-five bingo cross. I love that game. Everyone thought it was boring as hell. I loved it. I think defense. I if you were to force me to choose between you know a passing game and defense, I think defense. I would build around defense, and and I love a running game and. A, and the point is that all makes a quarterback better. A yep. quarterback's best friend is a running game and a solid defense. Because if you only have to score 17 points, not 35, you're a better quarterback. Uh, Amy, great stuff. Great to have you. Thank you. Love joining you, man. Amy Trath, CBS Sports Network, former CEO of the Raiders. Uh, I love hearing her talk about all that. I know, uh, that's, yeah. that, that said, uh, Philip Rivers, greater than Blake Bortles. I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I get it. Defense, running game, yay, clouds of dust. Give me Philip Rivers. You can have Blake Bortles. Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. Yeah. And what he did to a depleted Cowboys defense can't be overlooked because, like we all know, momentum's a real thing. And when that guy gets rolling, it's tough to stop him. Um, all right, flipping headlines next. And also, speaking of Philip Rivers, he just weighed in on the Eli Manning benching. We'll let you hear what he said uh, coming up next. It's Mark and Rich. Tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards with the unexpectedly bad season that the Dallas Cowboys are having. Would you expect any changes recently? Former Cowboy and Fox analyst Daryl Johnston, the Moose, joins us at 810. We get started at 6 a.m. and extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Okay, Mark and Rich, good day. Amy Trask was fantastic. Oh, my goodness, every time. Uh, yeah, so uh, go to any of our Twitter feeds, extra Twitter feed. If you missed that interview, check that out. Um, <laughs> the story of the press box. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, talk about taking somebody's chain. 
The Raider guy looks at the uh, NFL guy, looks at Amy. NFL guy goes, take her credential. Raider guy goes, no, I'm taking yours. <laughs> That's amazing. That was, that was rad. That is like, that's so Raider-esque, you know, that's just like exactly swashbuckler right. coming in and, you know, taking his curved sword and just, yep. it, it really like, I mean, she painted a great picture, obviously, but what a fantastic story. And I love the fact that, look, I mean, get a, a bygone era granted, but she supports your, your theory that. You know, the B you have at quarterback is better than then striking, trying to strike gold with an A in the draft. As long as you have a good running game and defense, you could still win a ton of football. And I happen to agree with her. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't look at Bortles and necessarily see a Super Bowl champion, but could it happen? It could get oh, on a late run. Yeah. No, it could totally happen. And I, I just say, I don't know the specific analytics, but I certainly feel like if you ran the data of, what works better when you have a B-level quarterback? Get rid of him or keep him? I'm betting keep him is, is what works better. Um, all right, more on this at the top of the hour. Philip Rivers just a short time ago was asked about the Eli Manning benching. Philip is nice to everybody. Um, however, Philip's immediate quote was, I thought it was pathetic, honestly. Mm. Huh. Okay, so more on that top of the hour. Right now, flipping headlines. We're flipping headlines. Road trip in the country for the insider scoop. First stop, Chicago. And that's going to be the first stop for Jimmy Garoppolo making his first start as a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Pat Finley, Chicago Sun-Times with us. Pat, thanks so much for coming on. This is an interesting spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. One might say, hey, you know, the Bears, that doesn't pose much of a risk. But the Bears are a pretty sneaky, aggressive, at times, really good defense. What kind of a matchup is this for Jimmy? Yeah, and it looks like the Bears are going to get Danny Trevathan back. He's been out for the last three games with a calf injury. That is a big deal. Uh, Keen Hicks is one of the best defensive linemen on the planet. Uh, this will be an okay challenge for him, you know, particularly for a guy who has two career starts. I, I don't think you can assume that he walks into this game and it goes off without a hitch. It, there's going to be a challenge there, and, and some of the things the Bears do really well. Uh, defensively uh, should, you know, should pressure Jimmy, should get after him pretty good. What kind of dynamic is created by the fact that this is a homecoming of sorts for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, Jimmy's from uh, Arlington Heights, which is a suburb out here in Chicago. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, the other part of it, too, is that, you know, the Bears were one of those teams that checked in to see uh, whether he was going to be available uh, this past offseason. You know, then the Patriots go ahead and trade him for a second-round pick, kind of when nobody else expected them uh, to. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting matchup, not only because he'll have friends uh, in the audience. You know, he's from Eastern Illinois as well. Uh, but, you know, he's got Mitch Trubisky on the other sideline. And, and, you know, in both cases, it was, uh, you know, it, you know they could be in different roles. They could be – Trubisky could be a 49er right now. Right. Garoppolo could be a bear. Right. Uh, all right, great stuff. Pat Finley, Chicago Sun-Times on Garoppolo in Chicago. Thanks, Pat. Hey, no problem. Stop Los Angeles Lakers hosting the Warriors tonight. Trevor Lane, LakersNation.com. Trevor, appreciate it. So uh, a lot of focus on Lonzo Ball for, as usual, silly reasons. But remember, this all started over a year ago when his dad brought up Steph Curry's name. And so uh, in, in Lonzo's mind, do you feel like this is some sort of a measuring stick tonight? No, at, at this point, I don't know that this is a, a, a real measuring point for him. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for, for having me on here. 
But Lonzo, we know that the Lakers fans have been looking forward to this game for a while, ever since you know LeVar Ball made those comments. But with Lonzo in such a funk right now, I don't know that this can really be a measuring stick. It's an opportunity for maybe him to get things back on track if he can if he can start shooting the ball a little bit better. But I think if you're looking at a game where you're going to be playing against Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors as a as a measuring stick, then you're probably going to be in for a bit of disappointment because that's a, a really tough matchup for just about anybody in the league. It's ironic, isn't it, that maybe Steph Curry is actually a problem for Lonzo Ball? I mean, 20 years ago, Lonzo style made a ton of sense. But do you think that because of Steph Curry, fans now have this expectation to get more scoring from the point guard position? You know what? I don't know that's just Steph Curry. I think if you, if you want to go back and look at just kind of this, this era that we've been in with, with point guards who can score the basketball, you've got a lot of them. I mean, you've got... Russell Westbrook, James Harden is really a, a point guard the way he plays. You've got these guys that, that can score and still set up teammates as well. And so that's sort of the, the role of the point guard has definitely evolved. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to swing back and we're not going to see more of the pass-first style point guards. And, and there are some guys like Chris Paul who can score and pass as well. So, you know, I think that this is just a, a brief snapshot in time where we're at right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if things swing back the other direction in the next decade or so. So as Lonzo's career moves on, it, it may change back to where the, the past for, first point guard is more in vogue. Lakers-Warriors tonight right here on Extra. Trevor Lane, LakersNation.com. Good stuff, Trevor. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Stop New York. Eli Manning goes to the bench. What happens now? Brad Weiss, fansided.com. Brad, we've seen all the outrage from even former players, current players, fans, everything going crazy. The question is, where do the New York Giants go from here? And is it possible that they would try to go back to Eli Manning at some point with what's left of this regular season? Well, you you know, you got five, five games left in the season. It's it's a strange time to kind of pull the plug on somebody who's won you two Super Bowls, but uh, they're going to give Geno a shot. I think uh, being in New York, fans around here, we've kind of seen what Geno Smith is at this point. Um, he hasn't really played since his Jets days, so um, if if something were to happen to him, and you know, Davis Webb's not even—I don't even know if he's going to be active this tweet. So if something happened to Geno and they got to go back to Eli, that's going to—that's going to make for a pretty awkward uh, conversation on the sideline, but um, Eli's total class, um, the fact that they're kind of sent him to the bench now doesn't make a ton of sense, but I guess he, he wants to take a look at a, a quarterback who's not even going to be under contract next year. So, and then I, I, I think here there would have been a lot less outrage if they said, Hey, listen, we've been grooming the rookie. We're going to give Davis Webb a, you know, we're going to give him a look and then kind of do kind of like what Eli did with Kurt Warner 13 years ago. You know, the New York Giants, they've only won two games, and it feels like they're playing for 2018 with this decision, obviously looking forward to the draft. Eli Manning probably gives them the best chance to win any of these five last ball games uh, rather than the backups, Geno Smith and Davis Webb. So do you think organizationally perhaps people are starting to receive this as maybe the right move moving forward to improve their draft status? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if you look at it right now, they're, they're going to pick third overall. And this draft class has been touted for a while now as having, you know, some of the best quarterbacking talent we've seen. You know, I mean, looking back now, you see how good Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are doing and how a really good young quarterback can 
kind of lift your franchise back out of the, you know, from the seller in your respective division. So it, they might be looking, hey, like, you know, we'll put in these guys. We'll lose the rest of our games. You know, we'll have a really high draft pick, keep Eli healthy, and then maybe he's used his trade bait, you know, next year because I'm sure some of these teams like a, a Jacksonville or a Denver would love to have a, a player like Eli Manning, even this late in his career, to kind of be that X factor to, to push them over the top because, you know, they both have solid defenses. So um, a player like Eli could maybe help them take the next step. But as far as the organization, they got they got to be thinking Eli's had his run. We'll move to the bench here. They're, they're probably going to lose out. And, uh, you know, we'll pick in the top three and go after Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold and try to, you know, turn this thing around. Yeah, that's the plan. The only problem is it sounds like about 12 teams have that plan. We'll see how it plays out. Brad Weiss in New York, fansided.com. Good stuff. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, that's fascinating information. And that's a wrap for today's flipping Headlines. Rich, I keep going back and forth on it on whether or not Darnold's going to come out. We even had Pete Arbogast, voice of the Trojans, last week say Darnold knows he needs to stay. Yeah. But I just, I there's too many teams that are dying to have him. I, I would be surprised if he stays. You're talking about if he stays passing up tens of millions yeah. of dollars like in April. Yeah, right. like it's just right. like I mean, right. really, th- like this is not a difficult. Uh, you don't have to contemplate this much longer. I, I'm pretty sure my mind would be made up. Um, but yeah, that's up to Sam and his family because remember, this is a young guy. I mean, most yeah. of your life is informed by your support system, and obviously, his mom and dad have a lot to do with that. Um, all right, coming up next, we'll get to more on that Philip Rivers quote about Eli Manning. Plus, we're going to change the name of the college football rankings to something that's a little bit more appropriate. That's next on Mark and Rich. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.